just uh, mentioned earlier that I've asked Casey to give her uh, personal testimony. And, you know, testimonies are, are real powerful because it flows from the reality of what Jesus has done in our lives. And so as we talk and she shares this morning, I want to encourage you, if you feel like sometime in the future, too, that you have a testimony and would like to share about what Jesus has done in your life, just let me know, and we can make sure and make room for you. But Casey's going to share her testimony at this time. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I moved some stuff out of the way, so I can move. I got a whole stage I can move freely around. It's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of making jokes because, like, I have something really big to tell you guys, and honestly, I'm pretty sure, you know, hey, my faith started in a church. Might as well end in the church. Huh? Because uh, if I hadn't stumped, gotten drunk, drug, and dragged and pulled into church, even though I didn't want to go, I really did. Guys, let me tell you something. I'm about to tell you something really huge. But I'm moving a little too fast. Let me slow it down. Let me calm these nerves. Because if I move too fast, y'all don't get all of it. So, you know what, instead of that, I want to take my mind off of what's here and put it into somewhere else because I want to be comfortable with you guys. So, um, I noticed some, uh, I don't know if some of y'all noticed, but uh, y'all noticed me handing out some puzzle pieces. That's my distraction, okay? That, um, that's what I'm going to hide behind. And I'm going to use that because I'm going to tell you what those puzzle pieces mean. So, if you did not get one and you would like one, would you raise your hand? Daniel, can you do me a favor? Can you be my my knight in shining armor and give everybody a puzzle piece? Honey, you got a you got a testimony too and guess what? It starts with me. Cuz if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be in this church too. Just just saying. Not not like <laughs> You know, patting myself on the back there, I think I did a pretty good job given the fact that I'm about to tell you something really hard to tell you. It's really hard to tell you because I feel pretty ashamed that I did it. So let me, let's get my nerves off of what I did. Let me tell you about those puzzle pieces. So I want to tell you a little story, and this is like the little story God gave to me to tell you guys to kind of put my own pieces back together. So in my dream, man, I was like, like seriously, I am at my wit's end. Wit's end on Sunday night, because honestly, I was like, man, I'm in a church doing God's work. Why do I not feel happy? Like, there is something wrong here, you guys. Like, seriously wrong. Like, I need help, and I can't figure out how to do that. So, naturally, I need help, but I don't know how to ask for it. Yeah, that's one of my biggest, biggest things, is I don't know how to ask for help. And so, I continuously feeling sorry for myself... Because <laughs> I really, I don't know why I'm losing out on so much when I give so much. 
So God gives me this box. And he's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you put this back together, but you got to trust me. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going back pretty much crazy here. I'm like, you know, what, what do I have to lose? You know, you got me into church. I'm trying to listen to you. He's like, because you weren't in the church. You were in the church because you wanted to be, because there was something that was in that church that interests you. But you wasn't there for me. <laughs> you got me there, man. Like, first of all, <laughs> God kind of used my passion against me. And I, I kind of realized that now. I saw that. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, I just want to give him a big high five. I'm not mad at all. In fact, I was already mad at God, you guys. My mother drugged me into church. That's right. Kicking and screaming, I didn't want to go. But at that time, my mom was going through cancer, and I felt sorry for her. And so I went, and honestly, I kind of used it as... uh, I was like, yeah, okay, well, I think she kind of used it as an excuse more than I did because I really didn't want to go. But she would be like, Casey, I got, I need you to take me to go get my medicine. Well, lo and behold, she drags me into church. FYI, that was, it got pretty annoying. <laughs> Almost too annoying to where I made excuses to where I, hey, mom, I'm, I'm sick this day. I don't, I don't, I, I can't do this today. But really, she really needed her medicine, so I had to go. I had no choice but to go. It's like, but Casey, I need my medicine. It's like, okay. So I go over there, and of course, you know, she's right. She does need her medicine. She didn't lie. But she ended up dragging me into church anyway. It's like, well, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go today, Mom. Not today, Satan. So, of course, you know, getting her little coffee mug. Guess what? It says, not today, Satan. And we make a lot of jokes about that coffee mug. See, I'm skipping out. See what happens when I gave you the puzzle piece? Because I went to that story. And so I wanted to tell you about those puzzle pieces. Instead, I'm giving you my testimony. So I'm tricking myself. I'm having fun with you out there because out there is when I really shined. Did I mess it up? Okay. So, um, again, I got in the ministry. I got happy. I'm around a lot of people. I'm actually kind of happy. I'm really happy. In fact, it started to become excuse not to go, and it started to become an excuse to go. <laughs> you can ask Dan, like, there has been many of times on Sunday, hey, I got to do stuff for mom this day. I got to do stuff for mom this day. And really, I was lying to him. I was going to church because I was running their audio. They needed me. I wanted to be there, and I wanted to run their audio. It's like, 
Daniel, I really want to learn how to run audio. It's like something I've always dreamed of. I don't know. Maybe this is a ticket to to that dream. And God is he's like, wow. And of course, there's God there. So God's going to bless me because I'm I'm there for him. And I'm not lying to my mother when I said I would go to church. Trying to keep a promise to keep a promise to keep a promise to keep a promise. And I'm in the middle of that promise. Okay. So. I'm going to church. I'm feeling good. I'm liking it. I'm not. I'm doing audio and stuff like that. But I wanted more. Because. In the back. Of that stage. Actually I needed to tell you this before. And. Um. In audio, when I was joined, when I joined that church, and I, I did what I wanted to do, because literally all I did back there was, it was really not that fun. In fact, I was so bored, when I put the headphones on to listen to the guy, like literally all I had to do was press one button. So my dream was not really that worth it. And so, I'm like, man, this is pretty boring. I was like, I'm getting bored. But, also getting bored is like, I don't know if y'all know this, but running audio for a church, and this is kind of crazy how this could do something, um, is that you have headphones on. I don't know if they do that here, but we did it at our church. We had headphones on. And I would listen to make sure everybody's vocals was good and stuff like that that's that's what an audio audio engineer does they make sure a person up here sounds good but really all it was doing was pressing a button because it was already we have a preset and so once i set it i forget it and actually half of the time i set it it never was in the right spot like literally, I th- and we all kind of made fun of it because we were like, "Oh man, there's a there's a ghost in this church because they keep moving the switches and there is nobody that comes into that church after us." So yeah, I had to figure out how to work that board every single Sunday because every single Sunday, no matter how much I said it, it was never in the same spot. So I learned how to run an audio board. By the way, it didn't take very long for me to learn that board because I was already doing it at home um, when I had an awesome job and when I wasn't doing church and when I wasn't. So honestly, I really wasn't doing nothing that great. I was just running audio for a local church. And honestly, that's all I felt I was doing. And then my mom, my mom dies. I was like, man, this is the strongest woman I know. I have never... I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And you guys, that woman was all God. If there is anybody in this world that I've ever seen that lived life through Christ, it was her. Because let me tell you something about that woman. Here's the sad part. There was nothing happened to me. Other than teenage bull stuff, Nothing 
happened to me. I'm not a savage. I think I would like to think I did my teenage years pretty well. And that uh, that really I have a strong respectful son right there in the crowd shows that I really didn't do too bad in my life. And I have a strong husband right there that has my back no matter what. In fact, even though it was so dumb to meet him, and it meant something to me when I asked you guys if y'all wanted a puzzle. The ones that raised their hands, he's like, oh, I know it, you know, I'm going to feed into her a little bit of her crazy. And he goes ahead and does it. <laughs> I'm blessed. But I couldn't see those blessings because I was too busy chasing a dream and grieving over my mother. And the reason why I was chasing that dream is because I thought my mother brought me that dream as a sign that it's like, okay, there is a God that finally he's going to relieve all the stress that is on my back. So finally, for once, I don't have to worry about my mother. I don't have to worry about my husband. don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about pleasing every single person in my life. And finally, I can sit down long enough to focus on me. Because honestly, <laughs> and it comes back to that puzzle piece. And eventually, you're gonna, at the end of this, you're going to figure out what that puzzle piece means to me and why I gave it to you. Because every single puzzle piece I had to hand out, I had to hand out personally. I had to muster up the courage to come up and talk to you and hand you that puzzle piece. And you guys, before I even walked into this building, like, I, I have a vape. And I, let me tell you something. I carry this vape literally everywhere and almost think that it's like an anxiety thing. And I almost missed out of giving every single one of you a puzzle piece today. And God just sit there and it's like, hey, had you had your charging cable at this moment, you wouldn't have finished what I have. I gave you, I gave you instructions. You need to do this in order to find me. So let me tell you something, guys. I've seen God. I know he's here. And he showed him, but now he's going to show me that he has my back. Because I am pulling what I've been doing this whole entire week. And I know it left you guys all puzzled. Because God, let, me, let me tell you something. I'm not too fond about having my little, my, my, the one thing I always wanted. My whole entire life dangled right there. But am I mad at God? And you probably think to yourselves like, oh man, she's, she is mad at God. No. I am not. Because if I was mad at God, I wouldn't be standing up here today talking about how he came into my life. Because I know I came in to save Savage 
not for God. Not for God at all is for myself. It's because I wanted to learn more about how to run the production business. Because honestly, first of all, I don't know if y'all know, know this, but ministry work, we deal with a lot of production. A lot. Because we want to document it. And we want to share it with the world. And so I had the... I, find, I had the passion to finally go into cameras and videography work and stuff. And honestly, I was like, man, this is really the, the living the dream. I am living the dream. Living the dream. I am doing what I promised by my mother. I am following God. And I'm living my dream. Trifecta, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Don't go into a church with a dream because God will use that. Because he needs he needs me just as much as I need him. And let, you're like, yeah, right. You know, and you're right. That's this is why I'm thinking this. Is like why in in your mind you're like, why does he need her? And I'll tell you why and he wants me to tell you why. Because he was training me this whole time. And hopefully, hopefully it was good enough. Good enough for something to finally go good in my life. But I have something to tell you guys. Randall is not the only actor at Save Savage Ministries. I'm an actor too. This is really hard to say, and hopefully you'll finally let me tell you about those pieces at the end and whenever I finally tell you this. I was a non-believer. This is the ministry work right here. You have a not you had now listen to me when I say this. You had a non-believer as one of the leaders in Save Savage Ministries. FYI, it's an even bigger pill for me to swallow than it was for you right now. And I know some of the Save Savages are here right now. And I know this is being filmed. So I know eventually Save Savage is going to find out that I deceived all of you. But you know what? I didn't deceive everybody. Because God's like, oh, you're going to come in my world and play games. Oh, no, little missy. You do not play games into my house. This week has been literally the worst week of my entire life. Right here, I stand to right here as a believer. Right here, I stand truthfully as a believer. Because whenever I tell you about my week, and guys, honestly, I don't care about the timing. I really don't. And honestly, if I, if I troubled you at your church, I am so, so sorry. You know what? No, I'm not sorry. 
because I have a feeling I was here to, for a reason. This church has brought me, and honestly, I, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to walk into another church again, and honestly, and I felt so welcomed by you guys that I want to be here. In this church. Because, guys, let me tell you something. I have a mean cheesecake, and I have been dying to make it for you guys. But I have been so busy into my life that all you get is, a, I don't, honestly, I don't know where it's from. I sent my husband to get it. Okay. So, and, I, and what's crazy is I'm not even going to get a piece of it because I have a story to tell Save Savage. And I don't know if I have the courage to tell them. A, I'm scared somebody's going to 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 talk me out of it. Because I have to stand not only in front of you guys, but here I'm safe. I am safe here. Because if you guys are who you say you are, you're forgiving people. And you would be like, man, I forgive you for what you did. Because whenever I tell you my story, is like, you guys are going to understand, oh yeah, she saw Christ that day. And you're going to believe me. But you know who's not going to believe me? Guess who's not going to believe me? And I'm only going to have only so many people there this Sunday who is not going to believe me. In fact, they're not going to care. What they're expecting... Is the same sad little girl who has tried to give her testimony three times to them. Well, guess what? I don't want to be that sad little girl anymore. I am not that anymore. That has been taken from me when I got delivered. Oh my God! I, I only. By the way, I've been delivered twice for this, and honestly, the only thing that was holding me back is myself. And that's the kicker of this. The whole, everything that I've ever done, I held myself back because I was too scared. This is a message for you too, my love. Because you are definitely in the right spot. Because you were just like me. And now you're trying to find your place. Keep going. You'll find it. Because... I hope to see you on a stage one day too. Okay? I did not mention her name because I didn't want you to know. But I see a lot of myself in this person because I was her three years ago when I walked into Save Savage. Okay? So let's go back to the um, the puzzle story. Actually, no, no, no. Let's. Go. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go into what. You know what? Y'all want to know when I see a saw God? Do y'all really want to know? Okay. You know, let's go to that part. That that's the really cool part. And the why what excites me is because I saw it, and that nobody else is going to believe me that I saw it because I was a non-believer. Actually, no, I was a believer because me and God were fighting about it like two nights before it ever happened. In fact, he painted a very vivid picture in my mind two nights before. 
He didn't tell me what was going to happen. He's like, Casey? And this is after this, like, man, what the hell am I doing wrong? And I'm so sorry. They said it was going to cuss eventually. And y'all just going to have to forgive me. So what am I doing wrong, Lord? What am I doing wrong? I don't get it. He's like, because you're missing your big picture. I was like, what are you talking about picture? I don't understand picture. He's like, okay, well, you seem to be like videography. Let me paint a picture for you. He's like, if you really want to know, you're going to follow my every single steps and you're going to do every single thing I tell you to do. And if you want to grow and prosper, you're going to do it. And since you decided to choose the worst thing in the possible world to get into, a.k.a. ministry, only for you. But let's change this around a little bit. Why don't you go out there and tell them about me? You really want to go out there so bad? Go out there and tell them about me. Because you don't seem to understand that I'm already here. And you found me. I'm like, well, God, I, like seriously, I, but I really want to. I really want to really do ministry. He's like, okay, you really want to do ministry? First of all, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about ministry. And he painted a pretty vivid picture. He's like, this is your reality check, Casey. I was like, you're going to follow my every single step and you're going to follow my every single move. And the only person that knows how that's how this is going to play out is me. No one is going to pull you back. No one is going to tell you no. And they're going to give you your, their full blessings to make this happen. This, if you want this life, you're going to have to go get it. You cannot get it by sitting in this chair, sitting here, occasionally going to church when you decide you want to, and then go be a totally different person come Sunday at Save Savage. But then, when you get on this stage, I don't know, I don't know how to tell you this, Casey, but you're a totally different person. I am different out there with you than I am up here. Up here, I have all of your eyes on me. And God was like, yeah, you do. This is what you wanted. You wanted all eyes on you. You wanted it to be about you. So now that all eyes are on you, instead of talking about you, why don't you talk about me and how I came back into your life? Because let me tell you something about bar people. Bar people just don't really care about you preaching to them. You know how I know? Because I was one of them. Bar people doesn't care who you are unless you're somebody significant and famous and awesome or if you're a preacher again you have to own the crowd can you own the crowd well god i don't I, I, honestly i don't even know if i could even th then you're not for this the only thing you're for is you're for 
behind the stage where you belong or you're going to be meant for the stage. And you're going to find out on Sunday. And that the reason why I'm giving you guys the testimony first is because my journey did not start at Save Savage. My journey did not start in a church. That's crazy. Yeah, it got me there. But that's not where my journey started. I found God, and that's when my journey really started the night of those tornadoes. I don't know if y'all saw the map or not, but I, I definitely have seen the map. And there was actually two, not one, tornadoes that touched down in my backyard a few nights ago. And guys, I could paint a very vivid picture as of what one of those tornadoes looked like. Because I actually saw it in my backyard. And guys, I'm I'm into videography now, and I kind of really and God the reason why God wanted me into videography because I see things visually, I picture them in my mind. And but at that time, I wasn't thinking about Safe Savage, I wasn't thinking about my mother, I wasn't thinking about, I was only thinking about four people at that time. Well, actually, five, if you want to count the dog. Yes, y'all can laugh. It's okay. Um, so, that day, man, first of all, I'm already going through it with God, and I'm, like, seriously in a, like, a deep thought, like, seriously deep thought, because I knew I had a message for Save Savage. I didn't know what it was, exactly what it was, and God said he was going to paint it for me throughout the whole entire week. So I'm trying I'm sitting there trying to put the pieces together. Remember that box that God handed me? Well, I decided to open it. And just like every single child in this world, guess what they do? That's right. That's me. I am one of those kind of people. I rip things open and not even read the instructions and I just spread the pieces all over the place. Who hasn't done that a time or two? In fact, you you might want to think that you kind of do that in your own lives, too. We mess our lives up, mess it up, and honestly, we don't know how to put the pieces together. But let me tell you where those pieces go. For those of you with a big heart, you give each piece away. Even those with those with the small heart that doesn't really... The grunt, urgh, they also give pieces of their heart away. Me, I'm different. I feed off of you. When you get excited, I get excited. When you get sad, I get sad. I'm noticing these things is because I am seeing it in a whole new light because I'm seeing you. 
So I'm learning from you. As a non-believer, just came into her faith. Literally, it was like vivid. Like I had literally the biggest moment of my entire life. Like seriously, I thought my husband was going to die. And I thought I was going to die along with the dog and my son. That's what I was worried about when those tornadoes were hitting my house, my backyard, my backyard. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to have to get up on stage. Probably going to lose my house. This really sucks. God wants me to play this game with him, which is, oh, I can't. Really? What else? And at that time, he's like, just trust me. That's all I ask. Continue on what I tasked you with and trust me. You will find me. You don't believe just yet, but you're about to believe. And once you believe, you're going to be excited and you're going to be excited so you can tell them. Because that is the person I want them to see. Casey, I did not bring you into this to take everything from you. But I need you to see what you already have before I give you more. Because you are not in this in the right mind. And so, the only people I needed to worry about at that time was my husband that was trapped in the car during the tornadoes. You can ask. He will ha- Trust me, you will have a testimony from him. Because I'm saying that because I, as a wife who loves my husband, wants to know what was going through his mind that day. And honestly, it... I would be very disappointed if the whole thing that was going through his mind, well, honestly, I was thinking about you. Well, I'm sorry, honey. The whole time I was running, I was praying to God and thanking God that I would make it so I can talk to y'all today. I was thanking God. Out of everybody, it's the one person that I didn't trust. I thanked him. Thank you, Lord. He's like, well, what are you thankful for? Honestly, after what I just been through, I'm thankful for my son and my husband. He's like, there you go. You're starting to see that family and what I've already given you matters more. It's like, well. He's like, I brought those pieces into your life for a reason. And they have the most important piece to my puzzle. Because God gave me a piece. God has a piece. He's already, he made the box. Me. But then when I got, when I... When I got pregnant, God handed off another piece of that box and gave it to Jacob. (laughs) And honestly, I think you had that piece inside your pocket the whole entire time, even though I just gave it to you, like, literally yesterday. 
And though you have something in your pocket that is the most important piece, I want to tell them what their pieces mean. So as I'm ripping over, opening my box, this is a box, this is my heart. I'm a visual kind of person, I, I see things. And in order to, I want to see what y'all see, in order for me to see what y'all see, I have to believe it. So I have to see it. So every single piece in that, that puzzle box is my heart. And every single piece, I like to give it out. Out of anything I learned is the one thing is I learned how to love. And there's a reason why I learned how to love the way that I'm loving now. Had I not been drugged in a church, I don't know what would have happened. Maybe I would have uh, worked and I would have had some uh, like a really awesome money and an ba- awesome career doing something I never even wanted to do at all. Because honestly, I never even wanted to be a lab tech. And the only reason why it interested me, A, the money was good. And I got to mess with fire all the time. It was not fun because I had to deal with corporate stuff and corporate things. Corporate stuff, corporate things. And then I have to deal with people. People who cannot handle who I am. And you would think the most trouble I would have is from the corporate people. The ones who can get me higher up. The ones who can get me more money. The ones who can get me all the things that I needed to take care of my family and myself. So I start to worry about the ones that don't matter. The people who can't cost my job, but I let them get to me and they got it anyway. So I'm like, okay, well, that sucks. And then... Then I hand off a piece... But you know what? As much as... I kind of really did enjoy being a lab tech because, A, I got to play with fire. And so I would create relationships in that job because I want to be happy in that job, right? So I take a piece of my heart and I give to them. And I create memories there. Fun ones, too. (laughs) The kite. kite was pretty funny. Um, So... Then my next job, like, of course, when I'm bored, I move on. I hand off a piece to that person. And so on and so on. So I continue handing pieces and creating relationships. And little as you know, because you are a part of this as well. And it's not just God. And it's not just my husband. It's you guys too. Because you guys made me who I am today. I wouldn't have gotten the courage to stay up here for so long. I wouldn't have gotten the courage to get up here and talk to you. And you guys gave me the time that I needed to do it. To calm down. To engage with you. To talk with you. To laugh with you. To cry with you. And all this stuff. And honestly, I did all of that right here on this stage today. And so, the only thing I want to know. And honestly, I don't even think it's quite frankly that important. Is who has the pieces to my heart. 
am I going to be remembered when I just if if I decide to leave or if I'm not called back because the, this message is going to make a lot of people mad. And I'm wondering how many pieces am I going to have left at the end of all of this. And by the time I get to save Savage at the end of the day. <laughs> and then God quickly reminds me. He's like, Casey, you don't understand. You still don't get it. But what I'm about to tell you is now I finally get it. And I finally understand. And honestly... I don't care what I lose anymore. The only thing I care about is to tell you how I found God and that my pieces were here the whole time. So the next time I do get on a stage is because I am wanted and I am called to be here. And it's because I was meant to be here. Because honestly, the only place that I feel like I'm meant to be is the near the people who have the biggest pieces but does that mean I forget about the small pieces no because y'all got a piece to my puzzle there's just no way I got to put that back together and actually I'm doing a pretty good job right here right now I finally put my pieces back together you guys and if it wasn't for you guys I wouldn't have been able to do it so if you decide to keep your puzzle piece keep it as a reminder that you have a piece of my heart today. And I hope. Uh, I know you can't be there. And I know some of y'all can't. And I'm glad. Actually I'm really glad that I got to share this. With you guys. Because I know at the end of Save Savage. I hopefully have a home to come home to. Because what I'm about to do at Save Savage. Might cost me. Save Savage. But. It is something that they need to hear. So I want to show you the biggest pieces in this 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 place. Y'all have the little pieces. There's two other people that have the biggest piece. And they didn't understand why they have it. So Daniel and Jacob. Can you please hold up y'all's pictures. And let everybody see my picture. I know they're embarrassed and it's like kind of crazy and I know it's dumb, but y'all are going to get it and you're going to, and I, hopefully I get the reaction that I'm hoping for. God has the box. The reason why I don't have the box is because God has it. Because he's the one that created it. When I had a child, God gave a piece of picture of that box to my son to my offspring he is insurance that I will never be alone again and will <laughs> for, for a while hopefully just am. then there's Daniel Daniel for the longest time probably had that piece inside of his little pocket the whole whole entire time he had a picture to my life because he was a part of it. We were just waiting to find each other. And we did. In fact, kicking and screaming to the lab job I didn't want. 
And look, look what it brought me. Like, seriously, I did not really want the lab job, and it brought me a family. So what did I lose? And if I lose, say, Savage, you know, it's not, honestly, it's not even that big of a deal to me. I got, I did what I was supposed to do. If I get muster up the courage to tell them what I'm telling you. Because that's going to tell me if I have what it takes to be in the ministry. That I can stomach it. Because I got rid of all of my guilt, all of my pain. I have nothing else to tell you guys. And the only thing I have to prove to save Savage is how I'm a savage. Oh, honestly, I really don't have to prove nothing to them because guess what? I was I was the one that's been hiding the whole entire time in their own in their own house. If anything, that makes me the most savage of all because I was able to infiltrate those walls. But even though I infiltrated those walls, and even though y'all thought my mind, my heart wasn't in it, but it was. Because God was with me the whole entire time. He proved that to me. He proved that to me this week, that he was here the whole entire time. Now, I can't, of course, I can't say that on the, the stage. But I can tell them this. At least I had the courage to get up here, first of all. That's one. Hurdle number one. Number two, I was able to tell you my biggest, most darkest fears and open myself up to save Savage. And then the true miracle is going to happen. Either A, you're going to see a butterfly or you're not. You're just going to see a little wife of an amazing family that's sitting right there. And that's all you're going to see. But there's, again, you're going to, if you're going to see me as a savage, the only savage thing I did was try to, of course, get into a church. What I thought was not to find God is like just, just to be in church. But I found God. And that is what someone who has literally has nothing, literally ready to give it all up, who is ready not to, not to even take a chance to find God. Because honestly, I couldn't even get away from it. So I don't see how they can. And I was literally right there the whole entire time. So if that's one th- acknowledgement is that I went there even though I didn't want to be there. But ended up coming out a believer. That is the end of my testimony. 
And thank you so much for giving me the courage to share it. And I really hope it, it does something for you guys. Like, seriously, you guys have a piece of my heart forever. And I, if if I've never stepped on a stage, at least I can come and share a singing stage with this beautiful lady and this awesome person. And, and finally make a cheesecake. Cut, God, man. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Sorry Thank it you. took so long. Thank you, Casey. Wait, no, Thank, you. Thank you, Casey. Amen. It's worth it all, isn't it? You know, it's always amazing to me how we journey with God and how He gets us to a place. And we look back and we would say, there's no way that I am where I am today because of what I have where I have been and Casey has just articulated that in her life and her walk and uh, I'm always amazed that you know what when Casey told me when that her mother died a couple years ago and and all and that she was grieving over that her mom and working through that not very normal and and how her mother drug her to church and how she went kicking and screaming to keep from fulfilling that. But having a godly mother to pray for her, to pray for I guarantee family and friends too along with her prayers. Because Casey recognized that at an early age and has been with her ever since and will never leave her. And she can stand up here today and say, now I know what my mother, who my mother really was. Because because of what she was, as, as she modeled Jesus and as she prayed for me and many others, that at that time that we don't understand how she came to that uh, knowledge and, and grace that God gives abundantly, we don't know. Casey said something else that struck me. You know, we play a lot of games because we have put up a lot of facades. Because we believe that other people will accept us if we put that veneer up. And that we will carry that sometimes throughout life. And we realize that the burden at some point gets so heavy that we have to drop that facade. We have to drop the veneer and we have to become who we really are and who Christ has made us to be. And that's what God is saying, I believe, to all his children. And his, her testimony and how she dropped that and she became real. And she realized in giving herself away, as demonstrated by the pieces, part of her heart, the other people, how much that means to her. And Casey, as well as all of us, may not be in any way receive back as we do but we still give and the wonderful thing about it is that we can be ourselves before the Lord in fact I've always said that the more transparent that we are the more obviously we know we can come into God's presence because he says basically get real with me and come and seek me with all of your heart because I want you to know me and I want to know you. He knows us. We know. But when we do that, 
he begins to reveal some things about ourselves that we know God is saying you know I want to change this I want to do this new thing in your life because when we accept Christ we become a new creation and that's what he's telling I think all of us and and all of us can can relate I can relate in that and even though we've believed and accepted and walked he's just saying come to me as you are come to me just as you are because that's all I'm asking and that gives us freedom and that takes those burdens off that we've got to play a game we've got to become somebody else that we're not and he says that I love you for who you are isn't that amazing I just love you and then Casey said something at the end there she said that I just love you guys I may never step on another stage but I love you and through my encounter with the Lord as I realized that that's really all there is that's the bottom line that's all there really is we need and that's what the church should be and that's what obviously the way it should be played out in Christian lives is as we love one another the thing of it is we and our religion are the things that sometimes we've been brought up in whatever it may be or whatever you call it as we look at people on the outside don't we and God said no I look at your heart I just look at your heart because see we think that somehow he can reveal ourself, himself to us because we've got all this protection up and nobody gets to know who we really are and God said that's got to come down so I can reveal myself to you I want to know you and I want you to know me that's the blessing of knowing in, in what we're seeing happening and throughout I think the body of Christ too what Casey testified to the wonderful thing is in all of our lives God knows what he's doing y'all know that don't you and all of us are on a journey and we're on that journey in that sense to define God and we've been talking about Lord we know and we see in part but the Bible says that one day we'll see him as he is and the completeness will be there and right now we're all journeying together in community as the body of Christ comes together and we love one another we pray for one another we support one another we listen to one another and we go forward knowing that we carry a message that the world doesn't have but that the world wants really if you get down to it and needs and that's why it's so marvelous about the body of Christ and how we obviously serve one another and as we reach out into have our tentacles in the marketplace and trying to obviously we're people we want to see people to have the same thing right we want everybody to know God and we even want everybody to know God more than what we know God and I believe that God is doing a a, a new thing and I know scripture testifies to it and he says see I'm doing a new thing see it springs forth and that is God pouring his spirit out 
That is, he's pouring water upon a dry land. He's coming along and and begin giving the, a, a real dose, so to speak, of his presence in our lives as we go through life. And the reality that what she said was, he's I'm here all the time. I've been here all the time. We just didn't recognize it. And you and I, we have the privilege of of being a part of that and sharing because of who he is. Man, he's got a lot to work to do, doesn't he? But he's committed. He doesn't turn away. He didn't get aggravated with us like we do with people. He just continues to extend his love into our hearts in ways that we can't describe. Words cannot articulate it. But he does. I guess the just the, the day to just to say encourage you to to be encouraged. God hasn't given up on us. God has not turned his back on us. He's not walked away from us. He said, I know where you're at and I love you and I've got a plan. <laughs> Isn't that good news? I got a plan. And that plan is obviously not in any way to harm us, but plans to bless us, give us prosperous, and give us a hope and a future. That's what his plans are for each one of us. And so we came today. I asked Casey to give her testimony, and she has. I didn't know what completely what she'd say. I'm not going to govern that. People speak from their hearts when they share. And so when God does something and speaks through an individual... He can speak through an individual as well as a, a preacher. Okay. Because we're all called to be preachers, right? The bottom line is, that's what we're called to do. Because we have something so valuable in our lives that God is just saying, give it away. Give me away to other people. Give it to them. Because He's the only life. Jesus is the only way and only life. The only truth. And he said, I've given you and I've imparted my spirit in your life to give it away. Not to somehow make it a bunch of rules and regulations because that didn't work. It's too tiring. It's too defeating. But he says, give it away because I've given you life and given it to you more abundantly. And I want everybody to taste and see that I'm good. That's what our charge is. That's what our calling is. And that's what he's calling you and I to do today, tomorrow. We can do a lot in these four walls, but really where the rubber hits the road is outside these four walls. May we be reminded that call upon our lives has not changed. And we're all called. Or you wouldn't be here. You recognized it. And we're wherever we are on that journey and our calling that can be at various places but we're on it and we're going to travel together amen we're going to travel together as we see the fulfillment of what God wants to do in our lives and then corporately as a community God is faithful just know what he started he'll finish 
I'm glad of that because, boy, I can mess it up bad. You all know that. But he's faithful. And he said, I'll, I'll finish what I started. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Casey, for bringing the testimony today. And Man, I was grabbing it. I was grabbing it, and I know y'all were too. And they were there. They were the whole thing, but their nuggets were coming, and I just was grabbing those things. And I said, "Oh man, we're never the same." But I think really, in what we're saying, is drop the veneers, drop the facade, be yourself. Next week, we'll talk about what I want to talk about, our identity in Christ. I've got a couple of handouts, and Casey didn't know what I was going to speak on, but the handouts are exactly what she was talking about. What we do a lot of times is try to please everybody, and we get tired, and we get frustrated. And what we try to do is we live in that manner to such an extent that that's our focus. We've got to be accepted by everybody. We've got to have everybody like us. We've got to please everybody and make everybody happy. And before long, we get really worn out from that. I'm reminded of the scripture Jesus said, I only live to please the Father. So learn to live to please Him. And know that He loves us, that He accepts us. And that he knows when we stumble and fall that we're run to him. And he picks us up again. We confess it. We get back up again and we get back out there. And we don't stop. Don't try to please everybody. God loves us. He made us the way we are. He made my quirky personality and made your quirky personality. Okay. I'm not looking to anybody here that has one. I do. But he loves us. Drop the veneer. And come to him. I always think about this. If you remember years ago. There used to be a commercial. And it was the uh, Lipton tea commercial. And you remember during the summer. This guy would take and fall back into the pool. And I believe it was Lipton tea. Y'all remember? And he would fall back into, into the pool there. And that refreshment. Lipton tea. And it's the same way when I think about it is fall back into the arms of God. Okay. He's got you. He's got you. And He's never going to leave you. He's never going to let us go. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank You for Your Word, Your truth. Through Your daughter, Your servant. We thank You, Lord, for Your presence here today. Lord, we don't know what's going to happen when we come in here. (laughs) We don't know, Lord. But we know it's going to be good because we're in your presence, Lord. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord, that we can just be ourselves. We love one another, Lord. And Lord, even though our veneers look kind of funny, that down deep, dear God, we know that that's what you're looking at. And we know, Lord, that's what we should see also. And Lord, we know that we didn't love you first. You loved us first. And Lord, help us that we would walk with you in the, in, in the depth of intimacy that you desire each and every day. In fact, Lord, let us actually um, go deeper with you. Deep calls unto deep. And we know, Lord, we want to walk in the depths that you've called us to do. 
at that as children of God. Thank you for your family here. We're family. Thank you for your love, your goodness. Thank you to somehow supernaturally, Lord, sovereignly, I don't understand it, that you have you've connected us with a ministry that we never thought would ever, ever happen. As we see Save Savages and others come together. We had no idea. But dear dear God, we know it's you. And we're grateful. So Lord, we ask you to bless this congregation today. Bless each and every one. Carry us forth in your strength and your might. And dear God, we pray today, teach us along the way. We want you to be your disciples. We know go and make disciples is what you have told us to do. We want to do that. Pray for the, obviously, the testimony Casey's going to give over here at 2 o'clock. Ask you to bless it. Anoint her. And Father, give ears to hear what you have to say to each individual who will be listening. Thank you, Father, for your love. Bless us now. In Jesus' name, amen.